Welcome to episode number 85 on the Herpreneur Show. Today we have the co-founders of Thrive Tribe, Sandy Golder and Stephanie Wicks. Welcome to the Herpreneur Show, where we talk women, business, life. I am your host, Annette Lakovich. I'm an entrepreneur, businesswoman, mum, and I'm a fitness fanatic who loves to dance. What I also love to do is help you reach your fullest potential in business, health, and happiness. Join me as I bring you life-changing interviews, world-class education that helps you continue to up-level your next stage in greatness. It's your time to shine. Let's do it. Parenting, I don't know anybody that says parenting is easy. Yet to also have a child that suffers from some type of special needs from autism to ADHD to Down syndrome, let's just say it takes your parenting to a brand new level. Today we share the story about two courageous women that are carving the way to be able to help support a mentally, psychologically, physically fitness, health mindset of women, mothers, caretakers of children of special needs and being able to help them be the best version of themselves. Today we're talking to the co-founders Sandy Golder and Stephanie Wicks from Thrive Tribe and Co who has built an incredible community and a non-for-profit business dedicating their time to be able to help lift others. If you are a parent of a special needs child but you're not in business, let me just share with you this interview goes two ways. We dive into business talk and we actually go into how they serve, what they actually do and how they can help you. So enjoy the ride and I'll share more about Sandy and Stephanie in a moment. The Herpreneur Show is brought to you by Convert Club. That is mine and my husband's beautiful way where we help business owners learn how to make money in their business, doing what they love, helping them learn how to sell, how to convert that lead to a sale without that ickiness. If you want to know more about Convert Club, reach out to me personally and we can chat through it and see if it's a match for you. I am so excited to announce that our Herpreneur Crystal Shirovsky stylist pens are now in We are sending them out to everybody that has put a review for season three on iTunes or Stitcher or Rhoda on the blog post on AnnetteLakovich.com. It's my way to say thank you so much for supporting the show. Your reviews not only help me push on, but it helps get the word out there so we can spread the message about these incredible women who march to the beat of their own drum, creating businesses that are making great changes in the world. Now, if you are listening to the show and you have not left us a review, please take 30 seconds and reach out. And when you do write that review, email us and say, hey, this is my review and this is my address because I want my Herpreneur pen and we'll pop that in the mail and send it to you. Let's bring on the two ladies of the hour. We have Stephanie Wicks and Sandy Golder. Both are incredible wellness coaches, mindset coaches, and mums of two children each. Sandy and Stephanie both connected as both being mums of daughters who suffer from autism, ADHD, intellectual disability, anxiety, coordination disorder. If you know of a mum that is looking after a child of any special needs, please share the interview today all the links for Thrive Tribe. It's an incredible community and they're there to really help those mums be the best version of themselves. Ladies, we're in this beautiful land of Australia. Are you calling in from today? I'm from Sydney, sunny Sydney today. 
Yeah, we are in Sydney. It's a beautiful day here, actually. It's gorgeous. It is stunning, isn't it? We, I'm actually in Perth and we got 28 degrees today, so I am. Oh, um, I didn't have to put the jumper on my son before he went to school, which was, like, good because it always ends up in the back. Yeah. So, um, yeah, where Sydney are you ladies from? I'm from Western Sydney, so out towards the Blue Mountains, mm-hmm. which is, you know, a beautiful part of the world. Yes, it is. Yep. And I'm I'm in Inner West, so near Five Dock, Russell Lee. Yeah, so right in the middle of it all. Ah, fantastic. I actually didn't know yeah. you were out that way, Steph. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but, yeah. Andy and I go way back. Um, we've actually worked with these ladies over the years and done some incredible, just incredible journey together. And um, I know, Sandy, you, you pretty much were in the lower half, just near Blue Mountains because I was raised in Blue Mountains. So Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, ladies, let's let's go back because I know a bit of your journey and I think it's so incredible to be able to share this when we've got these lightning bolts of ideas or when we are called to a higher purpose. And I've just got goosebumps actually just remembering just mm-hmm. everything that you girls have created and built over the time. Um Take us back when, what was happening before Thrive Tribe started? And Sandy, let's start with you because that's where our journey first started and then I met Stephanie along the way. Sure. Uh, So it was actually by accident. So it was, uh, you know, I read an article in one of my daughter's newsletters that come home from school and it had a link to a Sydney Morning Herald article on the fatality statistics affecting parents of children with special needs Mm. and they were beyond alarming like it hit me in the heart when I read them and I just thought you know what no one knows about this I didn't know about it and I'm a parent of a child with special needs so I did a Facebook live Mm. and I just did it on my own timeline and thought you know what I'm going to tell people about this I'm just going to tell them about these statistics and I'm already really passionate about health and wellness and I thought you know what I you know hopefully me raising awareness can can help um, get through to even if it's one mum, you know, about taking care of herself. And, and that six, give us just give us one that really stood out or a couple. Um, I suppose the one that really made me emotional was around um, the it was two they were two hundred percent more likely to die of misadventure, which include included suicide, homicide, um, and accident. Um, they, there were statistics for cancer were also like eighty percent higher and 150% for cardiovascular disease. Wow. And it's just like the combination of stress, like chronic stress, and the fact that they um, often put themselves last or we often put ourselves last because uh, our children's needs are, you know, so constant, mm-hmm. um, they're just a recipe for disaster mm. for, our bo- for our bodies. So, um, you know, that was, that was the accident <laughs> because I did this video <laughs> And just thought, you know what, hopefully I get through to someone and it went nuts on on Facebook. So it was shared, I think it's close to 4,000 times now. My inbox 4, was bombarded. Mm, yeah, it was crazy. That's yeah, crazy. and um, my, my inbox, I think, was the most confronting part because I had women from all over the globe contacting me saying, that is me. Like it's like you're speaking exactly what's happened to me. Like I don't know what to do. I 
I have diabetes or I've had a heart attack. I'm terrified of what's going to happen to my child when I'm not here to look after them anymore. And I don't know what to do. And I was like, I'm not okay with that. Mm. <laughs> not okay with that. And something needs to be done about that. So that's where the idea for Thrive Travel and yeah. Go was born. Because you um, were working very close with me and were working with building a business that your husband and yourself had launched and yeah. doing for years. Um, yeah. How hard or easy was that gravitating pull to doing something else? I remember we had a boardroom session. I remember we went away from mm. a whole heap of us businesswomen at that retreat and there was things that were bubbling up there. At, was that before, give us a bit of a timeline, was that before the actual post or the post came out and then you started speaking about it at our boardroom sessions? Like where that was the a post, timeline? The the post came first. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realise it was such a big mm. issue. I didn't I didn't know. I, I just thought it was normal mm. that us mums felt exhausted and that, you know, we were run down and that was just this whole culture of self-sacrifice was just what society considers normal. And I and I didn't realise until the, until I read those statistics in black and white yeah. and was like, that's not fair. <laughs> it's not okay. No. Um, What's going on in your mind then? So let's just say you've, you've got this thing that's gone viral. You are building a business with your husband as well. How hard was it to make that jump and start committing? What were some of the things that were going on either emotionally or what were you doing to tested to see if it was right. Take us through that journey of that first birth of it because there's women here that could be sitting on an idea and they, they're on that trapeze, you know, they're, they're on this one business yeah. but they want to get over there and take us through Let, that, yeah. that time frame there. Let me preface this by saying I am a notorious juggler. So I Steph's gonna laugh. Like I keep all these actually, I'll change that. You know that that guy that spins all the plates and he goes back and then he yep, yeah. he makes sure this one's right. That is me. I'm the plate spinner. Yeah. So and I currently still spin the plate. So we, we actually my husband and I have three businesses between us. Um and I have got really good at compartmentalizing my time. Um, and I just have laser focus in the moments when I'm working on the, on those businesses. But I think in terms of the timeline and how it all, how that leap happened, um, I actually met Steph only a couple of years ago. So everyone thinks mm. we've been best friends forever. Um, I know. Crazy. <laughs> so weird how things how things work out. But I had met her one time previously, and then she had been watching me on Facebook, and um, she come into this meeting for our second, you know, chance meeting. And she sat down next to me and she burst into tears because she'd had this awful experience at gymnastics with her daughter. And she was like, no one understands me. No one understands my daughter. It still makes me like emotional thinking of it because she was so like broken in that moment. And I said, <laughs> I was like, oh, I've given her a hug. And then I'm like, I've got an idea. <laughs> and I told her about this idea it wasn't called thrive tribe then I, I i drew it on a napkin i drew this like wheel of holistic health and i'm like and i i just see us like oh i see me oh. or i was like i see whatever this is teaching women like how to look after their health not only their body but how to look after their finances how to look after their mental well-being how to look after their spiritual health you know it was like 
how do we how do I get this out to the world? And Steph looked at me and she just goes, I'm in. <laughs> really? <laughs> so I think once she she validated the idea. Yeah. Like she could see it and she could see how beneficial it would be. And to have someone else buy in to something that is a concept in your mind. Like I think that was a real point where I was like, maybe like this is a really good idea. Maybe this is mm. something that I should bring to the world because uh, we couldn't find anything. Mm. We couldn't find another thing that was doing this. Can you give us us a snapshot of what's a life in each of your shoes as mothers with children with special needs? Can you start with you, Sandy, with giving Mm -hmm. an idea of what's, what's what's it like to be in your family? What's it like as a mother? What are the things that you have to do and Steph to be able to? So Sandy, your daughter... Um, it's on the spectrum of autism, ADHD, also suffers from massive amounts of anxiety as well in specific yeah. situations. Um, let's start with yours first and then Steph, I'll go to your little girl. You've both got Imogen. As Imogen, mm. both Imogen Rose actually. <laughs> like both got the same middle name. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so let's start. What's the snapshot of your life, Sandy? Give us a... Well. Yeah. Annette, it usually starts at 4.30 in the morning because that's what time Imogen likes to get up, except when school goes back. And this week I've been having to wake her to get ready for school. Go figure. Um, so very, very early mornings and it's go time from as soon as she wakes up. Um, you know, it's she's almost 10, um, needs a lot of support to dress herself. We're fighting over breakfast every day at the moment. Um, you know, we have visual calendars up so she understands what's happening on what day and what time things are happening because if that's not there, you know, it's massive amounts of anxiety and she just can't cope with that. Um, I was just distracted looking out the window because we've got an occupational therapist here right now with Richie doing an assessment of our property for the NDIS, um, which that's a whole nother kettle of fish. That That's actually taking up a whole heap of time at the moment and we might talk about that a, a little bit later. But, um, you know, it's collecting evidence. It's, it's not just being a parent, it's mm. being a therapist. It's doing all these other things that don't come into your regular scope of parenting. Um, you know, I'm currently, like just before I got on this call, I was organising what's going to happen on the weekend because if I don't organise it well in advance and let Imogen know, our whole weekend is going to be shot. So it's like trying to think 10 steps in advance um, of Mm. what what you need to be doing, which I suppose is not a bad thing, but it takes a bit of practice (laughs) to get into. I just need Um, to find that way because you were the first exposure that ever had to a special needs child and I remember you were saying that you were creating these cards at that time because you were going on like a plane trip was it a mm. car trip? And then you had to show her in the pictures, this is what we're going to do and then we're going to do this. And she could see the pictures. It was like you had to prep her. The story. No yeah. surprise. So Yeah, it, but then you can't skill. plan for everything, right? So it's like we have to try to plan mm-hmm. for as much as we can. And that was a visual story that school actually helped us with. I think that maybe when we were going to – We'll go to Fiji or a little trip like that or something along those lines. Um, so we had to have every step of the airport basically because you can't have an autistic child having a meltdown in customs and them understand. Like it's just, 
as much as you'd like to think the world is compassionate and understanding of disability, mm-hmm. they're not, particularly when she's super cute and she doesn't look disabled traditionally. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's it's just so hard. It's like a child just having a tantrum. It's just yeah. they just don't understand that the, the concept of the intellect of what a normal six-year-old, seven-year-old, eight-year-old, ten-year-old child would have. They just think it's just mm. mucking up. Yeah, and particularly as Imogen's getting older now, so she's almost 10 now. Yeah. Um, I find it's getting harder. We we had an incident at the local shopping centre last week where I've had to, you know, write a open letter to the to the shops because of some discrimination that she experienced from security and one of the shop owners. And, you know, it's it's I just feel like it's going to that's just going to be our life from here like it's going to be a constant process of advocacy and you know fighting for her to be included mm. and you know it's it's just a, I suppose for, for us it's normal now but it's a completely different way of living. Mm. So Steph yeah. you turn up to a meeting with Sandy <laughs> in tears not knowing that she's about to throw a business idea at you take yeah to the moments that were happening before that with your daughter or what life was like for you really just reason yeah yeah um so for me it was um a very strange and lonely time um you know we were just kind of coming to terms with the fact that something was going on with her but she was only two then she was really little so we couldn't really get answers and every time we took her somewhere the doctors were like, oh, she's walking on her toes or she's, you know, she's doing this. So it looks like it could be, you know, a sensory processing thing. She's got delayed speech, but we don't really know what it means. So where they're trying to, I suppose, get her into the community and get her to do gymnastics and all of that stuff. Mm. Um, but it just felt like a very daunting time. Um, she wasn't socialising. She was just, and I suppose like all mums know, like you have like a gut instinct that mm. something is going on with your child and um, it was just really hard to access her world. Wow. She had no joint attention. Like she just, if you, she's very affectionate, but if you wanted to go play with her, she would ignore you until you like, you know, maintained eye contact with her, which was really hard even at two. Um, but she's come such a long way now. And I suppose looking back, I got a bit teary before because we've just come so far. Um, in the process of building our community, I've you know been able to grow as well, and so has our family. But um, the day we met, I was just—I remember shaking, putting on lipstick in the mirror because I had to go to this networking meeting that I really wasn't wanting to go to, but I knew I had to. And I, you know, put my clothes on and you know showed up and um, did this networking thing for another business that I have, mm-hmm. and um. It's just like the universe presents you with like just your future. Like it's just so it's crazy, and I love hearing the story. Like even two years old, I don't think I ever get sick of it. Um, and yeah, it's just you know I think when you do something and you find purpose in what you do, and and you know your skills align with that, then that's everything. That's mm-hmm. where that's like joy yeah. to me. Um, yeah, it, so, it's um. <laughs> You guys have heard me say this before way back, which is the test. Do you remember me talking about the test? And the mm. test 
Like it's just so clear that so many of us, we, let's just say like you you remember putting that lipstick on, you remember that moment and you did not feel like you wanted to go but there was something there that pulled you. Maybe it was a commitment, maybe it was a promise you're going to be there or maybe it was just mm. do something for yourself, whatever it was. Mm. But, mm. you know, there's a picture where you see this guy and he's got this pickaxe and he's under the ground and he's looking for gold and you can see that he just then that one. up. He just gives up and you see the pickaxes down on the ground. But if he just did two more picks at the wall... He'd get that gold, right? And it was like yeah. it's been so easy for you just to put that lipstick on and go, I just feel like shit. I'm mm. going. Oh. I need just to yeah. chill out. I'm not going to meet anyone now. And just I just remember at that space. time it was it was very much a position of being like it was safer to be at home with my girl. And I only felt okay when I was with her. I remember being like, it was like I stopped doing yoga, stopped doing everything mm. outside of the things that were good for me. And I just, it was a really weird phase, but I was just obviously dealing with everything. Um, and yeah, and then this opportunity presented itself yeah. and, you know, the growth that has come from it is just profound. Mm. So I'm really lucky. And if I, I love when you talk about what Dave said when you come home, because that's so. so <laughs> We're literally strangers, really. And yeah. she's like, so I'm going to start this business with this lady that I met at network. And he's like, oh. Okay. Right. So it's wedding yeah. from, oh, we just met. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought we were crazy, but we're like, no. I know. Yeah. I know. It's such I a know. beautiful marriage between you two girls and the way that how you met. I remember Sandy saying, I've got, I met this lady and um, she's really good with digital marketing and Sandy's just never loved the digital stuff. She goes, I have a camera, I'm fine, right? But <laughs> And, um, yeah, so it's just it's such a beautiful thing because and it's quite profound that that meltdown that just happened before you went there is on the precipice of what every other woman that you guys serve and that the reason why you're here. And what you're doing, mm. doing so let's fast forward now and let's talk about um the vision that you had and how did that come about like were you guys having meetings were you doing bit by bit let's talk about that first year of you guys just tinkering away and trying to create this community and this business do you want to go first? yeah yeah that first year was crazy like it's still crazy but that first year was crazy because I feel like I just went into Thrive Tribe Tunnel Vision like every moment of the day um and yeah just have, we had so much traction remember at the beginning like you know just that so many people needing support so many people you know reaching out and um but there was also like a big learning phase from my personal perspective of having to put my own, you know, boundaries up with people, like to learn and develop my own skills there. Mm -hmm. um, I was thrown into the deep end. I'd never spoken in front of people before and all of a sudden I was, you know, up in front first of 200 of people. Mean, first amazing. of all, yes. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a great year, yeah. What was something you guys did to get out of the gates? Because I remember there was an event. I remember that. Yeah because it was it was your first time public speaking Steph yeah yeah that was massive and but 
Sorry, what was that? Just cut out. You guys did in that first year. So if women are like going, okay, I want to create something. I don't have a social media amazing digital marketing person, but what are some of the steps that you girls did just to go, okay, let's try this, let's try this? What were some of the things that you tried in that first year just to sort of build a connection with the audience or start to get that community happening? I um, I think it was really clear. It was really important for us to get clear on like what was our purpose. Mm-hmm. So what did we actually want to provide? And you know, we knew who our audience was. Like we we're very clear. Like it is, yeah. and particularly like it's it's mums. Um, and I I remember having a conversation with you, um, Annette, because we copped a bit of flack in the first year. So we we're like, well, why is it mums? What about dads? <laughs> like and you're like no you speak to mums and I was like that was actually really great advice yeah, because yeah. we are mums and we get them out like we get mums yeah and we're not excluding dads come or by all means come in be part of our tribe but our focus is is women yeah and mums um so we got really crystal clear on who we're speaking to and what we wanted to provide and how I think more how we wanted them to feel with every contact that they had with us. So we wanted them to feel understood. We wanted them to feel like they had a safe place where they weren't being judged. And we wanted them to um, come out of any experience with our community or with us with strategies or more answers than they come in with. So we didn't want to just be another Facebook group where people come in and vent Mm -hmm. and, like, complain that was and and it's still part of our core um vision for Thrive Tribe people say all the time this group is not like the other groups yeah um which is uh, music to my ears groups my husband and I we've got uh, the Salas Institute now we've got a program called Convert Club and we put everybody on this kickoff course where everyone starts in groups and then they go into the main group but one of the things we actually say is my, my language that we say we have a no dickhead policy here. If you're a dickhead, you're mm-hmm. it's like <laughs> yeah, that you have you know you're part of the membership. It's 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 a no dickhead policy. Because- mm. I, we've actually found that people who don't vibe with what we do or who are the complainers yes. come in and they feel like they they leave. We don't mm. need to say anything yeah. because they're just like, oh, this is not my space because people don't buy into right. preventing. Mm. Like we're like, well, yeah. have you try this or have you tried that? Or like all these months, like we call it the brains trust. Like when you've mm. got, and there's almost 4,000 mums in there now, and that's just like the biggest wealth of experience for every, you know, possible situation because all kids are different, all people are different and different things are going to work with different kids. And, you know, the amount of advice I get even from different parents in there, like, is, is amazing. And I just, you know, people who are coming in just to vent and not looking for solutions very quickly go, mm. oh, this is not the venting place. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk about that first couple of years. Was there anything that you guys did that was um, like really hard in business where you just thought that maybe you're going to throw your hands up in the air or something that maybe makes you do business differently now. Um, yeah, you guys are happy. Lots, yeah. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> what can you share you know, with us about a story very... that you girls that pretty much made you want to walk away or it was, it was something that made a significant shift and maybe you're glad that it's happened now, mm. looking, you know, mm. looking back and joining the dots? 
for me, like personally, I don't think there's anything that has ever made me go, I'm going to walk away. But there have definitely been moments of frustration where you go, oh my God, what are we doing? Does anyone even hear what we're saying? Are we reaching people? Um, and I think like we've, in that first year, we tried everything. Like we put everything out onto the table and, you know, like, you know, Sandy would come up with an idea and I was like, yes, let's run with it. And there'd be like a lead page and which is great, you know, like I actually love that we work that way. But in that process as well, like too much can be too much, yeah. right? We've got to keep things simple. So this year has been a year of refining that and our messaging and who we're speaking to so that we can give more as a result. So, yeah, it's definitely been a huge learning curve for us, <laughs> definitely. I, I think, but I think it's essential to have those yes. experiences. Like 100%. Um, when we were smaller, like our programs and, you know, projects and things that we do with our members looked completely different and they're so much better now. Like they're mm. so much better. And I really feel like if we'd had the huge reach that we have now then, Maybe we wouldn't have so many people that love what we do because <laughs> you know, like that, that place of constant improvement and I just feel like every experience that we have is just preparing us for the next thing that is going to, you know, yes. be bigger and better. And there's, not, there's no mistakes. There's just different ways to do things, that's, I think. It's, it's interesting. There's a saying which is um, if when you look back at what you've done in your past and some things don't embarrass you, it means that you haven't grown <laughs> you know the art I mean, or the videos or you know there's things there that you just think oh gosh like glad yeah. it's not now glad it was then and they were forgiving <laughs> yes yeah but even when we look back and I like I suppose we're the most critical of ourselves right and um you know I look at some of our early events or some of the things that we've done we get such great feedback on that, oh, even though no. we were really critical and we think we could have done this so much better or, you know, like the, the impact that that still had on people and but it comes back to we were really clear on the way we wanted them to feel when they left yeah. and the experience mm -hmm. that we wanted them to have. So I think, you know, as long as we start with that yeah. in mind, whatever happens in the process will happen. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like I know I'm, you know, I'm a bit woo-woo in it. The, the energy bit is just so important yep. that they leave with that feeling. And, you know, mm. I believe that um, you girls have been called to something, you know, higher, a higher purpose where, you know, some people have gone, who am I to do this? Like who am I to go ahead and create this brand new movement? But then, you know, why not? And you've set out with this incredible intention of how mm. you really wanted to. It was complete integrity. And it's integrity to your genius zones as well because you're both into mm. you're both into nutrition. Um, I remember, Sandy, you talking about Imogen didn't start to speak till she was like seven and it was a big difference when you took gluten out of her diet. Yeah. You know, all these things where it's the integrity of being a business owner at the start for you, Sandy, is the integrity of being having health and fitness and then having this belief of what you girls can do to change the world and you go out there with that vision. Everything else has to work around you. To fall into yeah. place because that 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 what you're transmitting is so strong that it's it's mm. for that natural force of the world to be able to help 
doesn't mean it's going to be like magic, but you know, it's it- no, it definitely contributes though. And I think like even now, it's so weird looking back because all of the things I learned through my other businesses have prepared me for this business, yeah. and then mm-hmm. through this business, then and so I'm a PE teacher by trade, so. Um, now I've gone back and done a graduate certificate. I'm in the process, graduate certificate in specialist inclusive education. So now I'm looking at the educational side of disability education mm. and I found another few things that I'm like, yeah. I'm not okay with that. Like, what are we yeah. gonna- and a few yeah. more I'm things like, to throw on your plate yeah, because it's too bad to <laughs> It's like, let me just put some more on my plate. Oh, God. <laughs> so tell me, you mentioned something about the NDIS. So that's another story maybe we can get to it. Let's talk about the support. Um, I know you guys, when you were coming out, like we're looking at how can we really get this message out there? Let's go to Autism Australia. Let's go to all these different um, communities and businesses and be able to see what support we can get. You talked about the NDIS. Let's go there and just talk about the support that you guys have and just things that you tried to do to really try to get some grunt behind the business with other leveraging other stuff. So the NDIS, for those who, I don't know, this is um, international podcast, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. is a it's called the National Disability Insurance Scheme, which is a way of financially supporting people with disabilities in Australia. Um, the vision of the NDIS is to give people with disabilities more choice and control. However, doesn't kind of align with the um, way that money works, I suppose, in politics. So um, it's quite a tricky space. Um, it's replaced all of the other disability um, funding that used to be um, and brought it all under one umbrella, basically. So whether, you know, you have a child with autism or you have a child with cerebral palsy or an adult with, you know, whatever disability that is, they all come under the NDIS. Um, So uh, what we're just finding is that it's very complicated for parents to manage. Um, You know, it's it depends on the person you speak to at the office and it's very confusing. Um, I had Richie say to me the other day, if it's so complicated that parents need someone else to manage it for them, like a plan manager, mm. then it's too complicated, you know. And I was like, that that actually makes a lot of sense. He's like this wise yeah. reader, Richie. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, and we're currently, like I'm personally currently going through a review with Imogen and it's, it's just mind blowing how you just get the the wrong person in the on the wrong day. Maybe example. Take us take us there. Give us an example of what you're going through. Okay, so um, this year with COVID, um, the NDIS had this great policy where they were offering eligible um, participants, mm-hmm. which is like Emmy's the participant, um, an opportunity to roll over or have a like-for-like plan for the next 12 months because it's a really stressful process going through the NDIS reviews. You've got to get reports from all your therapists. You've got to basically prove again and again how disabled your child is um, and why they need the level of funding that they do. So, And it's really confronting when you go to... This three years ago, even though you did this three years ago, four years ago, two years ago, every every year year. collecting it and say... She's still yeah. able, she's worse or... Yeah, yeah. So I, like, yeah. it's to read this stuff about your child in black and white year after year and the therapists do not paint a pretty picture because if they do, 
then you don't get the support that you need. So it has to be very blunt. Like I've got reports showing Ibi in the bottom 0.1 percentile for her IQ scores, the top 3% for the severity of her um, behaviours compared to all females with disabilities. And then, um, you know, people not reading it. And so we got... We, we opted for the rollover of the plan. I fought really hard last year for her plan and got a really good one. We're just starting to get some really great results with the support she's got in place. Um, I said, great, thank you. That saves me a lot of stress. Let's just renew that next year and we will look at a review the following year. And they said, great, just put in the basic paperwork as a formality and we'll do that. And we get a call on the day it expires saying you didn't supply enough evidence and You've been given a three-month extension to get more evidence um, because we don't believe that these supports are reasonable or necessary for your daughter or good value. Like this is what? This is, these are real stories. That, and that's, that's the language. Like, that's the language that the legislation yeah. uses. So is it reasonable and necessary mm. and is it good value? And I'm like, well, you know what? My daughter's well-being is actually a really good value. Who decides that? And, um, yeah, it's just, it's yeah. a very, very tricky process. And I, it's so, again, Richie, my husband, so wise, goes, maybe you're going through this again for a reason. And it has it's brought up this whole new thing where I'm just like, you know what? Yeah. There needs to be a part of Thrive Tribe & Co that supports parents that are going through these processes, whether it's with the NGIS or with the education department or any of those mm -hmm. other things that are really confusing because even do like I struggle with it and I've just done like a teaching certificate in specialist education. Yeah. So the, the legislations are confusing, the processes are confusing and the, I, I just don't believe there's enough mm. relatable support for parents mm. out there they feel intimidated yeah. by the current current ways things are done and and we need to provide something for that yeah. and from charlie's perspective you know we would i had a two-hour call today with her school and stuff like that she made too much progress last year so we had our funding cut uh so we have enough for the basics <laughs> but yet she's just got a formal diagnosis so even with a level two diagnosis now she's she masks too well she pretends too well so that's okay it's not a problem she's not a burden in the classroom so yeah she's she's going well you don't need that money which is just wild to me because autism isn't something that's going to go away this is with us forever she's she needs this support and the fact that we have to get to a point where we're angry and red faced and like they're like you know, mm, you know and we're we're blessed that we can we can stand up and have that voice. But there's so many parents that don't have the strength or the ability or the understanding to do it. Yeah, so. exactly. Because you know, yeah, like you guys have a pretty strong administration background now from everything you've built with Thrive Tribe. Plus what you've done mm. with the graphic designs and building a business and do you know what I mean? Like there's there's so much yeah. administration skill set that you guys have been able to manufacture over the years that you can now apply to that. Yeah, and yeah. I think even having the confidence to speak to politicians and but mm. think, you know what? No, my voice needs to be heard. Like and mm. I need to talk for the women who can't do that for themselves because they're too exhausted yeah. because they don't have the support like I'm so blessed that my parents are amazing mm -hmm. and help out where they can 
you know, Richie's awesome. Um, we at the moment have decent supports with our NDIS package, but what about the parents who don't and don't know that they can fight? Mm, yeah. What do you exactly. think can happen? Uh, <laughs> in an ideal world <laughs> oh I would hmm. I would love to see the system overhauled like I think that the concept of it is awesome I think the concept of giving people with disability more choice and control over the services that they receive mm-hmm. is essential um, but it's very complex the language that people have to use the lingo is just it's too comp it's too hard um, and to put people through this process every year of a review mm. to, to to get access to this scheme you have to have a permanent disability so it doesn't make sense to me that then each year you have to then go and prove that you have a lifelong disability when to get access you have to have one yeah so there's got to be I just feel like there's got to be a better way um mm. it has to be simplified mm. I feel like from and I don't know how this would look but you know there's it's almost like they put blanket rules out for everybody and there's like criteria and I understand criteria and you know it's important but but we're people, we're families, They're, these are kids, these are people like that mm. need individualized support like they need to be looked at on an individualized basis and then a plan made that's just more streamlined for the foreseeable future. You know, we I would be happy every year to upload a document and to give them an update and provide a report, but it shouldn't have to be this level of like you feel like you're, you know, in court or something. Like like it's almost like you constantly have to get go to that place and it's yeah. raining and it's like you're you know, family you need it. Prove yourself innocent. If- yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I think too, the, the thing that's disheartening is that you go to all these lengths to get this evidence mm. um, and you submit it and the, say your psychologist said you need fortnight, they need fortnightly visits, yeah. this is what I would recommend, then someone in the office at the NDIA will read that and go, I don't think that's reasonable and necessary. They're not a psychologist, but we've had to pay for a psychologist report to say what they think is reasonable and necessary but then they don't take that on board which you know it just doesn't it doesn't make sense I just feel like there's a, there's too many things that don't stack up absolutely exhausting do you know what I mean like what you guys do at Thrive Tribe is you're really trying to help women empower them and to feel great because they're so burnt out and obviously we like we said before like yeah okay we've got caretakers there that have, get burnt out or we've got the, the parents the the father whoever it might be that, you know, your target market is really helping the women and, you know, just re-empowering them to start looking at how they can put themselves first in other ways. But their spare time, they're too busy doing documentation and running around. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. but this isn't going to change mm. anytime soon. So that's, that's what I said to Steph. I said, changing the system is a really, this is the, the thing. I was like, it's too big. I don't think I could go there. But like now that I've thought of it, I'm going to have to. Um, but in the meantime, how do we support these women? Like how, like there's a, there's some, we need to, we need to create something there. So they have that safety net that they can turn to. And, you know, some of the ladies that we've been working with, just some of the stuff they're doing now, mm. I've been chatting with them in the last couple of days and, I'm so like a proud mum. Like I'm like implementing this skill, or you know, I've, one of yeah. our mums is having an interview at a school for her son, and she got an email the other day. So it's her going to this interview to advocate for her son, 
and there's six people from the Department of Education going to be sitting on the other side of the table from her. She goes, why do they need six people? Like, and then, and then in the next sentence, she's like, oh, well, there's six people who are going to learn about inclusion. And I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. So you've got a program coming up um, that launches again in November. Can you share with us what's coming up with what you're adding to Thrive Tribe? Yeah, so we've um, completely gone back to the drawing board this year and kind of I think, as I said before, we've kind of thrown everything in there last year and wanted to supply everything to everyone and we realised that we just really needed to strip it back and look at, you know, what our families are needing on every step of their journey. So from the minute that that mum is sitting in the doctor's office and finding out that there's something going on with their child to, you know, those, those parents who are, you know, have grown children. So I suppose... What we're trying to do is provide a platform that allows them access to amazing resources um, in a tiered way. Um, and then separate to that, personal development uh, so, and connection within our group. So we've got an, a new structured way that we plan to do that, and that's launching November 1st. I'm so excited. I feel like I've just been like working away in the background like, <laughs> like on this baby. Um, but... It'll just be great to see this come to life so that we can be more present, you know, within our tribe and actually, like, you know, helping, you know, the women. Yeah. Um, I think, too, what's yeah. important to highlight is, like, we did a survey of our members and whilst they love, like, our projects and the actual health education and, like, the personal mm. development stuff, they actually thrive on the social connection. So parents' special needs are incredibly isolated. Mm-hmm. Parents of children with special needs, sorry, I should say. Um, you know, it's hard to go to the gym. It's hard to actually go out to lunch. Or it's hard to make a phone call to someone without being interrupted. Like they, a lot of them say, I have no friends. No one understands me. No one understands my child, so I can't go anywhere. So being able to provide that platform now where they can connect with people who get it. And, you know, all our kids have different diagnoses and, and things like that, but there's similarities, like there's definitely mm-hmm. similarities so they can feel understood. But providing those spaces for them to build meaningful relationships with one another and broaden their support networks, mm-hmm. um, I feel like that is where things are, are expanding for us. We're, we're providing different levels there around um, expanding basically feeling supported because so so many of them feel alone mm. um i like to wrap up with a couple of the best pieces of advice just um i do want to just say though if you're a mum or, or a parent listening right now and you feel like you just want that extra support um we've got some links that you can actually find out more about thrive tribe you can go to their facebook page and you can also go to thrive tribe um tribe thrive tribe dot thrivetribeco.com.au. Don't listen to me. We'll put the link in there. <laughs> you just scroll down. Don't listen to me. Just click the link. Much easier. Um, and you do have a free gift. So before we go into the last pieces of advice, I'd love to know what the gift is that you've got there as well as a for the audience. Yeah. Yep. So our free little gift that we are giving to you is basically a stress-less relaxation kit. Um, so I believe it's about 10 pages of goodness, um, everything from relaxation for, you know, yourself as mum. So sometimes we, we walk into this really heightened sense of stress from the minute we open our eyes. So there's, yeah, there's techniques there. 
there's things that we can do um, as a family because um, obviously, you know, when we're relaxed, it flows onto our children energetically. So we put some bits in there and some worksheets that you can do for your own personal development. So I'll give to you. Excellent. Thank you. We've yeah. got that gift there, guys, so just click the link below. So normally I finish on um, a couple of pieces of advice. I think I'm going to change it up today just a little bit, all right? So first... I'm going to direct it in two ways. I'm going to direct it to the, the businesswoman she's listening and best piece of advice that you guys could give, say, for a startup in the growth stage and then best piece of advice that you'd love to give and just whatever's coming to you girls right now to the parent that you help and doesn't know anything about the support system that you've got out there. So um, let's start with um, just really with Thrive Tribe, what it's all about. So let's just say there's a women listening right now and they need you guys. They didn't know it was available. It's the best piece of advice that you could give them to really help them just step into that next better, greater version of themselves. Um, so from my perspective, we are in the trenches with you. I suppose we know how it, how it feels to sometimes walk through a shopping centre and feel eyes on you when your child is melting down and to feel that level of isolation and judgment. And if just reaching out and joining our connect group is one step, you know, to, to having that connection and that support, that's where it needs to be. And we just urge you to join the group and to just reach out because we have this amazing tribe of ladies. It's even over and above just myself and Sandy now, it's this amazing group of women who are just there for each other. They're besties. Um, and it is, yeah, so humbling to see. So you don't have to do this alone. Um, you aren't alone in this, and we totally have your back all the way. Perfect. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say from my perspective, I like to give the practical steps, you know me. Um, what's one step you can take today? You know, one step that's going to take you closer to where you want to be, whether that is with having more supports financially through, you know, whatever funding or your own health. Like, can you drink more water today? Can you um, walk to school instead of driving? Like, what do you need for your mental health today? Do you need to reach out to someone and say hi and just connect? Like, what is it? And if you can do one thing every day or all the little things, you might think they're only little things, but all those little things add up into big things. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, it's so often thought oh that's just too small it's not going to make a difference but if you do those little things all the time they make a massive difference and you know we have to do those little things for ourselves first it's that oxygen mask principle right mm -hmm. um, putting our own oxygen mask on first and um, I always think I know mums always think you know oh I can't do put myself first but I'm like but by putting yourself first you're giving your kids mm -hmm. the vibrant 110% yeah. version of you, not the watered down 50 to 60% cranky, tired version. Like what experience do you want your kids to have? Mm. Of course they want, you know, they want them to have that amazing, vibrant mum and you can be that. It's just a matter of making you a priority. Fantastic. Piece of advice for the startup, piece of advice for the lady that's in the growth stage of business. Ooh. Um for me, what I've learned over the years and continue to learn in business is that you can do all of the research, you can create all of the strategies and laminated sheets and perfect reports and you can spend months and months on it, but until you actually take action 
and do it, just do the thing and follow your gut and do it with integrity and do it with passion, then you can't go wrong, right? And if there's a purpose behind that, then you just have to keep swimming and not give up mm. the key. When it does yeah. wrong, you realise it's okay. <laughs> It's okay. It's not really you find out the thing that you meant to do. Like you find that next door or the next window you've got to go through. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. piece of advice for the woman in the growth stage, something where she's ready to expand. She's 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 done the she's done the trenches. She believes in herself, but now she's ready to get to crank it up a level. Oh, is that to me? Yeah. Um my advice for the startup was gonna be exactly the same as Steph, so that's good. Um <laughs> I think it's really important to up-level, up-level your own skills. Like a constant phase of learning I feel like I'm in and finding people who I really look up to and vibe with to learn particular skills from. It's like, okay, so where am I missing a skill set now and what do I need to learn in order to move forward? Um, And also trusting your, your intuition because, you know, some of these curveballs that get thrown into my life and I'm like, oh, why do I, why is that my, like, catching my attention? And then I'm like, oh, six that's months down the track, that's caught my attention. So, you know, yeah. I don't think there's accidents. I think that, you know, every I'm a woo-woo, everything happens for a reason type person, even if you don't know what that reason is. But, you know, as long as it's aligned, if it feels good, it's a, authentic to you, you know, go with your gut and, um you know follow that intuition because that's where the magic happens and you know if you can work I, I like I'm so excited to be working in this space where it lights me up to work with these women every day like I get to work with my amazing business wifey and you know like it's just it's fun <laughs> yeah it's fun yeah. you just want to go to work and have fun every day so right but it takes it takes time to create it so you know I think go with your gut and the rest will follow mm. One thing that you girls do, because obviously we highly resonate on really making people just keep tapping into your thing that makes you alive, what what keeps you happy. So I want to know from you girls, what's the one thing that you do on a very regular basis, some form of physical activity that puts you back in alignment again? It just sort of takes you back to that happiest version of yourself yeah I run <laughs> Sandy is not into running <laughs> <That's totally cool. laughs> so I cover that base for us <laughs> but really honestly like I I had stopped for a while and um I felt it like in my mental health in my physical health and then even last week you know I, I started running consistently again and I just got to Saturday and, and the weekend and I felt like invigorated like I was I had so much more energy and and, you know I was mostly headed so um you know yeah just getting active and getting your body moving is such a game changer Mm. especially I think for women in business Mm. and do you long distance or you sprints what type of running do you do yeah yeah, so long distance. So at the moment, I'm um <laughs> training for a marathon. Let's see how we go. Um, I've got blisters on the back of my feet, so I'm taking a little rest. <laughs> <laughs> but she loves it. So she goes, yes, yeah. I just <laughs> love popping. Yeah, I just love popping. You know, music on, like having my playlist there, and just shutting off yeah. for a bit and running until yeah, it's just an amazing stress relief. I love it. Yeah. Sandy, what about yeah. you? What do you do? 
Well, I do a combo of things. So um, I do HIIT training four, four-ish times a week. I'm up at stupid o'clock anyway, so I go and do the 6 a.m. class at the gym. Um, and I actually love that not only for like the physical benefits, but I've had a really awesome gym and the social aspect is really important. So I love, you know, connecting with those people at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the food side is actually really important to me. I love to cook. If you see my Facebook, like I'm constantly posting pictures. And this week I've just started a challenge and I'm just loving creating all these like awesome rainbow recipes of deliciousness and I feel in myself so much better and I feel like I'm I'm really focusing on nourishing Mm -hmm. um and then the third thing I do is I walk around in the backyard with no shoes on and Mm -hmm. that's my that's my when I'm feeling like my energy is everywhere and I'm lost. I'm yep. like, okay, I've just got to go walk outside for a few minutes yeah. on the grass. It's interesting. I heard a study from Dr. Joseph McCullough about what happens to the mitochondria cells, which is your energy source, guys, that are listening, and they fire off your your energy and what happens to it when you're actually grounded and you're sitting on that ground. For me, I'm always very choosy where that ground is, so... I know that my lawns aren't sprayed, but I see yes. life is sprayed at so many parks and you just see people mm. and they want to do grounding, but I think, my God, they were just spraying there last week. You know, it's just like yeah, it's not. So be careful where you ground, you know. Exactly. And the thing I don't do is I don't run because I don't enjoy it. So well, ladies, thank you so much for blessing us with your journey today of business, life, motherhood, and um, sharing the massive change that you're doing in the world. Um, just really loved connecting with you girls again, and we wish you all the best. Thanks so Thanks much for having us. Thank you. You're listening to The Herpreneur Show. I hope you received the inspirational idea, thought, or message that you're meant to hear today. If you love the show, it means a bunch to me sending me a message on Facebook or on iTunes to rate and review the show and subscribe so you're the first to know when the next show's released. Until then, make sure you do something that fills up your level of happiness, something that lifts your vibration so high that you're the happiest person that you know. I'm out. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.